Welcome, everybody. I'm Richard Mariello to your next episode of The Category Mistake. I will be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart that is confusing as all get out, and I never understand it. Um, men versus women, dads versus moms. Sounds like a very odd topic to be talking about. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, I've realized that I struggle with being a dad slash husband. I struggle with it because I see dumb things or things I think are dumb that my children are doing as adults and I want to fix it. I want to deal with it. But then I'm told, well, you don't understand what it's like to be a mom or you don't understand what it's like to be a girl or you don't understand what it's like to be or da, 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 da. I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I don't know what it's like to have a baby. And that's true. I have never given birth to a child. I know. Crazy. But as a biological male, giving birth to a child is kind of impossible for me. I, I agree. It, it's, it's sacrilegious almost. Okay. I understand that fully. But it's true. I cannot give birth to a child. Over the last couple of weeks, <clears throat> I have a daughter who's very pregnant and she's been struggling with some things. Basically, the baby is sucking her drive energy of power and of ener you know, energy, power and energy sleep. Basically, the baby's been making it hard for her to do anything of her day to day life. The baby is making it hard for her to be able to work, to sleep correctly, or to do anything productive. Because of that, <clears throat> she has had to go and see the doctor multiple times. Her biggest struggle is her blood pressure, which of course means, you know, she needs to be careful because, you know, high blood pressure is bad no matter who you are. And I'm struggling because in my brain, the best way to stop with high blood pressure and to stop with stress and anxiety and stop with things that are bothering you is just to stop. Um, take it easy. Don't go crazy and kind of don't overdo it. Saying that, though, I know now very well that. I can't just tell my daughter that. I can't tell my daughter that because, well, her doctor says that it's okay. She's doing okay. Don't worry about it. So when she went to the hospital for her high blood pressure, I said something that I thought was caring and understanding. Of course, I didn't say it the right way. Basically, what I said was, you know, you just need to be careful and be healthy and take care of yourself. And, of course, what I meant is, in my mind, be careful, take care of yourself, and be healthy, which is, I care about you, don't overdo it, be good. I guess it came across as... You know, I don't trust how you're dealing with yourself. You know, I don't trust how you're dealing with your baby. I don't trust how you're dealing with that, 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 that. Now, 
I'm not saying my daughter beat me up or my wife beat me up or anyone else is beating me up because of what I said. I just realized after being talked to um, that my way of speaking about it was not looked at as loving and caring as I thought it would be. Um, I thought I said everything the right way and that everyone would look at it great and, okay, dad's done good, he actually cares, but not quite. The problem is I said it in a way that made it sound like I was second-guessing the way my daughter was doing things. Now, this isn't the first time I've screwed up with my children. Um, I've had a few other daughters who have been pregnant, and I've given out advice, and I don't understand. And again, I've never had a baby. I've never been pregnant. Okay, put that out there. Never been pregnant. Um, and all those things about if the first man gets pregnant, they get Disney World. That never happened, okay? Just stop. But what I have done is I've had kids with my wife. And... When she was pregnant with those kids, she has gone through stress and anxiety and crazy things have happened. Now, some of which she remembers, some of which she remembers differently than I do, which tells me probably her mind, like, you know, happens with childbirth, your brain kind of eliminates certain things to make it less stressful, so you'll do it again. Because um, if every woman stopped after one baby because of the pain it caused, we'd all be dead by now because there would be no population. But the woman's body is lovely. It is allowed to forget certain things that are painful and stressful. So when my wife was pregnant with our first child, she had a lot of um, premature labor. She was on bed rest. There was a lot of stress and anxiety. And yes, this was 27, well, 28 years ago. This right now, she was pregnant. And yes, things have changed. But lo and behold, the human body hasn't changed that much in the six, 7,000 years of written down history. Um, women get pregnant for nine months and they have a baby. That's usually how it works on the normal path. Yes, there have been women who work till the day they give their get the baby comes out and they come back to work right away and they're healthy, go lucky, no problem. But most of the time, women at the end, their bodies are going through torture. And well, it's hard for them to do anything productive. Other than, you know, grow a child inside of them which is a little mo much more productive than anything I do. But this week I was reminded that just because I've seen it, just because I've experienced it as a husband, I've not experienced it as a woman. And I think that's a big stressor for me. And maybe other guys have, I understand this, but, you know, um, when my wife was on bed rest, when we went to all these doctor's appointments, when my children were born, 
I had the stress of me, the stress coming from my wife, and the stress of my child being born. All of it. And I do not understand what it's like to give birth, but I understand the stress and anxiety attached to having a child. So in today's world, it's it's hard because I feel like if I say, well, you know, you need to treat me better because, you know, I understand stress too. In today's world, they don't let you say that. Most of you look like I do. Um, unfortunately, what they tell you is, you're a guy you don't understand. Stop telling us what you understand. All right. When my daughter was born, it was C-section, the first one. Other two were not. And the first one was difficult. She's still difficult sometimes. Um, but by our last child, it was pretty easy. We went to the hospital an hour later. Poop, Josh. Um, second child, pretty easy too. The first one was really the only stressful one. And it was stressful because there was a lot of health risks involved. Um, a lot. And so we, we were stressed out. Now, my children have had all different types of pregnancies. Um, and my daughter right now, her biggest issue is she has high blood pressure. Now, she has high blood pressure. A lot of it's due because the baby's laying a certain way and, and the placenta, and oh, we won't go too graphic. But basically, things are being pinched and blood's not flowing correctly. I know how anatomy works. I said the things I said because basically when my daughter lays down or rests, her blood pressure goes down because the placenta and stuff moves. And when she stands up or sits down, it gets pinched. So I thought, hey, I'm going to tell you that I think it's okay for you to just to chill. Don't think you have to overdo it. Now, I was saying that because I wanted her to know that if she needed help and not to overdo it, there's other people around. Did not come across that way. Did not. Unfortunately, it came across as me second-guessing pregnant women all around the world. Now, I'm not picking on my daughter. I'm not picking on my wife. What I'm saying is that men don't get a fair share, and this sounds horrible, um, men don't get a fair share when it comes to um, pregnancy or parenting. Now, our relationship, I've probably had more fair shares and more parenting than most people I know. Um, I got up a lot with the babies when they were born overnight. My wife was not a big uh, staying up all night type person. She would do the feeding part and I would do the rest of it. You know, I really couldn't feed him the part that she fed him. Now, with our first one, we used a bottle, so I did a lot of that. But I was there for a lot of it. Um, I actively participated. But again, I didn't birth them. So, because that's strike one against me. But what I don't understand is when I talk to other parents, and even today, I'm told things like, well, 
yes, us girls are going to go do this. You boys can stop, stay home and do this. Now, do I want to go actively do all this stuff? No, but being excluded because we don't count as people when it comes to a baby or to birthing or to baby shower stuff or to any of that kind of is like a slap in the face. Because if I said to you, well, I'm going to go out to a restaurant, but they serve food you, you know, most of the food they serve they don't like. So, you know, why don't you stay home and me and the boys will go out now? Some guys probably do that. I'm not one of those guys. Um, my wife would probably like it if I went out with the boys, whoever they are, more often. But I don't. Um, I like going out with her. But it's a double standard. Um, if I go out with her and I take her with me, it's what I'm supposed to do. If she goes out and doesn't bring me, it's because... I'm giving, you know, oh, your husband let you out today. Or, you know, I'm going to go out because I don't think you'll like this anyway. Wow. What if I did? What if I wanted to? No. Do I? No. Probably not. But I like to be included, at least being asked. Um, but this gets back to this old battle of the sexes type deal. The battle is simple. There are things men can do that women can't. There are things women can do that men can't. And to be told you can't do something that you know you can do, well, feels horrible. But to be told by society that... Um, you can't do this because you're a man, but the woman can do something because women can do whatever they want. It's a struggle for me. It's a struggle because how is it that a woman is allowed to do whatever she wants because she's a woman, but a man can't do whatever he wants because, well, he's a man. It makes no sense. Either be equal rights and everybody can do everything, or admit there's things that one can't do that the other can. Men have stronger bones on average than women. Men on average are taller and stronger and bigger than women on average. Now, there are plenty of women in this world who are stronger than taller than me. Okay? Plenty. There's plenty of men who are bigger, stronger, and taller than me also. Women can give birth. Men cannot. See? Women are like, well, that's not fair. You know, that's painful for us. Women, when women that I know give birth, they always have a bond with that child that I will never understand because they grew that child. Now, if you adopted a child... There's a different bond. It's still there. Don't don't make me have you know, comment to me that oh my lord, you don't care about the adopted people. We have adopted kids. We understand. Okay, I understand. It's just different. But to be told that, well, you don't understand. You've never given birth. You're right. 
I've also given my hand out to pregnant women and have them break at them because, you know, they're in pain. I've also been attacked by pregnant women who have hormone issues and are sleeping and decide that they need to attack me because they're dreaming about something and need to beat me up. I've also been in rooms with pregnant women and mothers who have been told that, you know, their child might die. Men like me, not all men, not all women, but men like me are there. I've always supported my wife. I've always supported my daughters. I've always supported my sons. I've never once said, I don't love you because you're a girl, or I don't love you because you're, you know, I've never once told me because I don't really love them. Come on. If you know, if you know who I am, you know, I've never said that. But anyway, if you don't, here's the deal. I'm addicted to my chill, my children and children in general, not in a creepy way. Now listen, I'm addicted to being part of their lives, which has gotten me in trouble a lot. Uh, I want to understand what they're going through. I want to see their experiences. I want to go to their events. I want to go to open houses. I want to go to gymnastics meets. I want to go to um, eighth grade graduations. I want to go to musicals and plays. I want to go to um, readings that they do at school. I want to go to college graduations. I want to go to everything. I've, I've never said to my kids, I don't want to go to your event because. Now, I have missed events. The events I've missed is because, well, you know, the government has told me to leave the country. But here's what I've even done for that. My kids have had um, plays. And I talked to the school and they did the play the day before I deployed so I could see the play. I also came home in the middle of one of their plays and surprised them in the middle of the play just so I could be part of their lives. I <clears throat> am one of those people. Sorry about all the clearing throat noises today. I'm one of those people who love their children. And I kind of feel like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. He's like, you know, it's like he, he did everything he could to be near his kids. Um, even dressing up in drag. If you've never seen the movie, highly recommend it. Please see it. So now what I'm struggling with is I have adult children who are having babies. And I have a grandson downstairs right now. He's three. He's great. Almost three. He'll be three in like three weeks. Three weeks from today. But my adult children are having children. And I can't be part of the life that they're having when they're having that child like I was for my wife because they're not, she's not my wife or they're not my wife, they're my child. And when I give advice, I give advice like I'm giving it to my wife 20 years ago, but they're my child. And it doesn't come off the same way. So what do I do? How do I do this? Now, the other night, my wife and I had a loud discussion a long discussion wasn't as loud about the way I talk to my kids, the way my tone is when I'm talking to my kids. So here's what I did. I apologized to my daughter who's pregnant. I said, this isn't what I meant. I didn't realize I came across this way. I'm sorry. 
And that's what I've been doing with all of my kids lately. I feel like the only way for me to learn is to get yelled at and then to figure it out and to apologize. Like, I'll probably get yelled at for today's podcast. Why? Because I didn't clear it with anybody. I just said, you know, I didn't even tell them what I was talking about. What I was telling them is I'm a new podcast. So my daughter, she's pregnant. I apologize. I said, hey, I love you. I know you're doing the best you can. I just worry. I'm sorry. And she forgave me and it's all fine. It's all dandy. No problem. But my almost three-year-old's downstairs. My other daughter's going to have a son in three weeks, four weeks. Um, and I have a hard time just letting them parent in a way that they want to, at least with my daughter that's up here. I have another daughter who's down south who I don't see as often. And when I see her, she's amazing. I mean, my daughter here is amazing too. It's just a different thing, maybe because I see her every day. And they're just totally two different people anyway. But I try not to interfere with parenting. But I do it instinctively. I instinctively try to chime in, help, whatever you want to say. And sometimes I know I've I've gone overboard with that. And sometimes I'm just like, why don't you just do it this way? It's easier. I'm not doing it because I think they're bad parents. I do it because I'm like, let's cut out all the stupid I had to learn. Because a lot of it isn't saying they're bad parents. It's, okay, I made the same dumb mistake. How do I make it that you don't? Okay, let's fix this now. If you don't want to make the same dumb mistake I made, let's just skip steps 17 through 36 and just go. But that's not how I need to be. Um, I need to let them make those mistakes. At least I've been reminded of that. And I struggle with that because, well... I hated making those those mistakes. I hated making those mistakes and seeing how much stress it put on my wife and it put on my kids. It's hard. Um, because I want them to learn differently than I learned. And I learned through screwing up a lot. And I'm like, you know what? Let's not have my kids have to screw up so much. So let's teach them A, B, C, D, E. Fortunately, that's not how this works. Unfortunately, they have to do some of the screwing up. And it's kind of like, um, I've said this before, I'm a teacher with my students. A lot of times I'm trying to teach them in ways that I know work best. And I try to get them to not make the same mistakes I made in school. That way, well, they can learn faster and get all this stuff, you know, ironed out quicker and there'll be less craziness. But what I've realized is that a lot of my students, just like my kids, just like probably my grandkids, just like probably my great-grandkids, just like me, they have to mess up to learn, to learn those steps. I can't just 
say, hey guys, these are the steps that will work, I promise. Because they won't listen to that. <coughs> They're going to be like, oh my God, you're like so old. You don't understand today's world. Oh my gosh, okay. And then they're going to make the same mistake I made in 1986. This is how it goes, I guess. Um, taught middle school for three years. And middle school is where I really fell apart as a child. Um, I just fell apart as a kid. Um, a lot of things happened and I just couldn't. I lost myself and kind of found everybody that wasn't me. And when I see kids going down that path, I try to stop them. I'm like, okay, guys, listen. I did this. I feel you. Stop it. Stop it now. You don't want to do this dumbness. These dumb things are bad. Don't do it. And they always do it anyway. Now, the kids who don't do it, it's because they weren't going down that path anyway. I've had some really good students and some really good kids in my life that thankfully never go down that dumb path. But the ones who do, no matter how much you tell them, hey, been there, done that, you don't want to do this, they do it. Why do they do it? I don't know. I wish I knew. And that gets me back to the parenting thing. It's like, you know, I tell my kids, listen, dad is better now, but was horrible when it came to money. Okay. I would rob Peter to pay Paul consistently and I would hide it to cause less stress in my life with my wife instead of just saying, Hey, no, we need to do this first. I stupidly would do that. I would be like, Oh my gosh, we, of course we can buy this honey. If it makes you feel better and not pay bills and then we get disconnect notices or other things and they'd be like, hey, you need to pay this or you're going to be on the street. Well, I've learned. I still screw up, but I've learned. I've gotten better. I don't want my kids going through that because that almost ruined my marriage. And they're like, well, you know, we saw the stuff you and mom went through and we're not going to do the same thing. And then Ten years later, they're doing the same stuff. Or, um, oh, it's different now. The world is different. We can just blah, 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 blah. The world isn't that much different. The thing that's different in the world is there's a lot more ways to screw up. It's a lot easier to screw up. I mean, you can now get a payday loan through your phone with two clicks, and they can just give you money. You don't have to read anything. You just hit agree and boom. Because no one ever reads the terms and conditions. You just hit agree. Okay, your money's in there tomorrow and you're good. You buy a house. You don't even know anything about it. Um, you buy cars. You don't get a second opinion on the car. Um, it's just a lot of quick mistakes you can make nowadays that you couldn't make before because there wasn't enough things there wasn't things there to make the mistakes with. There was not as much internet and technology. So the only thing this internet and technology has done is made it easier to screw up. So as a man, as a dad, I try to teach my kids 
and my grandkids and everybody else in between not to be stupid like me. And I've yet to find a way for them to listen. What I have found a way of is offending them and upsetting them. I've found a way of speaking in ways that hurt people's feelings. And that's that's been a common theme for the last like six months of my life. Um, and what's funny and hard for me to contemplate is a lot of people say, can you talk to this person for me because that's the way you talk and you'll get them upset and they'll leave. And that's just the way you are. They'll, they'll, they'll leave us alone or they'll stop doing this because they'll listen to you because you're so blunt. Okay, I can do that. But then when I talk to them and the way they want me to talk normally, I'm told you're mean, you're too blunt. You need to think about what, how you're saying things. And it's hard because one minute they like that because it's affecting them in a positive way. Another minute they hate it because, well, I'm doing it to them and not to somebody they don't, they want me to do it to. So I'm going to work on that. But that's going to be a long process. What's funny is, um, also I say what's funny a lot. What's funny is, yeah, see, I say that a lot too, which makes no sense to me. Um, Teaching, I'm the same way. I, I speak the way I want to. And parents love it. The kids hate it. <laughs> well, the kids tell me they hate it, but yet every time I see them, they they are excited. Because I took this year off, as a lot of people know, <laughs> from teaching. But I go back and I visit the school. And when I visit the school, the students are ecstatic to see me. So no matter how mean I was to them, <clears throat> they always seem to be happy to see me. It's great. So is my meanness really that bad that everyone wants it when it's you know on their choosing? Or is it when I'm calling them out in my raw way I'm hurting their feelings because they don't want to deal with what they're dealing with. Now, pregnant daughter, pregnant wife, pregnant daughter-in-law, if that ever comes to pass, that I need to be more careful with. <clears throat> because let's be honest, I could offer a cookie or an ice cream or a celery stick and all three of those choices would be the wrong choice if I do it incorrectly. So when I talk to my pregnant daughter or my never, no more pregnant wife, but when I did, I, I was better with her. Um, I think I need to pause for a minute, run the words over my head a couple times, make sure I'm not being too dumb. In that way, I can do my best to not have to apologize later for something I said when I didn't say it the right way. I don't know why men and women are so different. It might be that we we were made different 
so we balance each other out. Because um, let's be honest, without I could not do what I do every day without a woman in my life. My wife is a good one. Um, I could not do what I do every day without the understanding and interpreting my wife does for me every day. I see the house in one way, and she sees it totally different. I see the cars differently. I see food differently. I see all the stuff differently. And that two ways that we see it probably equals one way. It's a balance, right? The way we, we've, grown, we've raised our kids. Our kids look to us as one unit, but yet mom is better at one part of it and I'm better at another but they know they can count on us on each of each of us to do our part, right? Right. Which is great. It's it's hard because in today's world, you know, you're told, well, women don't need men, and men, you know, never do you hear really men don't need women that much. But women, we don't need men. You need the influence of somebody who's different than you. Could it be another woman? Absolutely. Could it be a dad figure or a father figure? Absolutely. Could it be a friend who's a guy? Absolutely. Could it be a husband? Absolutely. But if you just listen to yourself 24-7 and you have no one to contradict you, to bounce ideas off, to give differing opinions... You're not going to grow. You you can't change. You can't be better. You're not perfect. Now, I'll probably get canceled for saying women aren't perfect. Women aren't perfect. Men aren't perfect either. Women aren't perfect. They aren't. And being an unperfect male, I know this because I'm unperfect. Or real perfect. Unperfect. And I can know what unperfect looks like. I know what it looks like to not be perfect because I'm it. If we keep pushing this stereotype that women are perfect, women can never grow and be better. If men don't stand up and say, I'm not perfect, I want to be better, they'll never continue to grow and to change and to be better. Women make men better. Men make women better. It's okay. It's okay to say it. Now, some people are like, well, I don't like men. I like women. Okay. The women that you like probably are the opposite of you a little bit. They have the whole adage of opposites attract. It's true. They do. They attract because we're missing something. We're void of something in our life that the other person can fill. We're void of something that we're, we're not good at. I am not good at prioritizing my needs and other people's needs. I will work myself to the bone to death 
to take care of other people and I never take care of myself. My wife won't let that happen. When I was in Afghanistan, I worked myself to the bone because I did not have my wife there to push me. I had other people, lo and behold, women. Now, they're friends, that's it. But they would call me out when I was doing something dumb. They did. That's what they did. That's That was their whole job. Um, and they called me out a lot. But they weren't there all the time. So they didn't call me out like my wife did. And I didn't listen to them as much as my wife. I do not do as much as I want to do for other people because my wife reminds me that I need to take care of myself. Now, I'm not being selfish. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm not helping out anyone in the community. I help out people in the community all the time. A lot. And I love it. But I also, thankfully, sleep at night. I also, thankfully, spend time with my family. I also, thankfully, spend time with my wife. And that's because I have her to help me balance who I am and what I am. If I didn't have a wife or someone to balance my life with, I would be a hot, blubbering mess. I would be. And that's okay that I have someone that I have to rely on because all of us need someone to rely on. So I'm not the perfect man. There is no perfect man. None on this planet. There's no perfect woman. There's no perfect dad. There's no perfect mom. We don't know how to be perfect. We just strive to be good. Most parents, most moms, most dads, most men, most women. Not all. Not all. That's not. I don't want to ruin anyone's ideas. Well, my mom wouldn't try to be perfect. You're right. I said most. They try to be good enough for their kids and their wives and their husbands and their moms and their dads. They're all, they're all trying to be as good as they can be. And that's just the best they can do. They're not trying to be superhuman. They're not trying to be Jesus. They're not trying to be mother, you know, Mary, mother of God. Or, they're not trying any of that stuff. They're just trying to be good. When I became a parent, my job was, and my brain was, I've got to be better than my parents. I want my kids to know I did my best. And most of them, I think, will tell you that I did okay. Not perfect. Everyone said it was perfect. But I did okay. So if you're a dad or a mom, or a husband or a wife, or just a man or one. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the one, the man, the myth, the legend. You have to be a human being who tries really hard and does their best. And at the end of the day, can lay their head on their pillow or whatever you lay your head on and say, tomorrow I'm going to try to do even better. Because that's all you can do. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. Um, I think in a couple of weeks I'll start doing this every week again. 
My schedule finally looks like it's going to be a little less crazy. Um, my daughter got an apartment, it seems like. It looks like it probably. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, she's going to be able to move in. Um, if that happens, then I actually get more time for myself. Now, again, love my daughter. But with a three-year-old in the house, it makes it very challenging for me to pull myself away to do this and give the passion I need to give in it. So I got to work on that part of me too. But, you know, I got a lot of parts to work on. So thank you for joining me today. This is Richard Mariello for The Category Mistake. I'll talk to you all soon.